Hello, it is Friday, July 31st. I get married, Minyana. Hey. I'm feeling the love, man. Excited for tomorrow. Be a day that I remember for the rest of my life, hopefully. Everybody has a good time. We stay safe. And, you know, Mother Nature decides not to leak all over the incredible setup that my beautiful bride has been working her ass on. I can't wait for the weekend. And I can't wait for you to hear today's show. Obviously, per usual, I can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. There are a lot of options of things that can penetrate your ears. The fact that you allow our conversations to do so and be a part of your every single day, I am very, very, very thankful for. A couple people come into our world here today and just fucking crush it. Wait to hear Terrence Ross, T. Ross, Orlando Magic from the bubble. Pierre McGuire from the bubble. A.J. Hawk, here we go. Big day today, good conversations. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend about it. If you don't enjoy the show, just act like it never fucking happened. All right, let's get to it. Joining us now is not Pierre Maguire. Uh, that's on me. Uh, from another bubble south of Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, eight-year NBA vet for the Orlando Magic before the quarantine. He was averaging 15 points per game. We're talking potential six-man of the year. Woo! From Woo! the bubble, the host of the T-Ross podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Ross. Yeah! Yeah! What's going on? Hey, you are not Pierre Maguire. That's 100% <laughs> Oh, I was like, uh, I was like, I might not be going to show <laughs> How is the, how is the bubble down there? By the way, thanks for joining us. I know you're incredibly busy down there. The podcast from the bubble, brilliant idea. I hope it crushes and does very well. How, how is life down there? And now the games are getting started. How do you imagine anything will change? Man, it's like Hedgehog Day, bro. It's been like the same day over and over and over again. Groundhog, groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Groundhog, hedgehog? Groundhog Day. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> See, thank you. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Anyway, no, it's been the same day over and over, man. Um, it's not really much to do besides, uh, you know, sleep, go work out, practice. But, um, I mean, we're kind of just grinding it out, man. It's not really much. To do. It's, like a, it's like a big, fat AU tournament. That's what NBA players. That's how everybody has kind of described it. And they're the first couple of days. And I we talked about this on this show. There was like some activities, you know, there was golfing, there was fishing, there was shotgunning of beers. And I was like, I wonder how long this is gonna last. And it yeah. sounds like yeah. that has died off. So quick. Like, <laughs> like right after all that happened, like people tried doing it the second day, now it's just kinda of like lost its uh its lost still, it. but like the fish have all gone. <laughs> uh, I mean, people are going by the pool, like, but it's crazy because the pool is like four foot, like, so everybody's like, it just reaches like their thighs. Like, I seen uh, the, that was that big giant dude from um, the Dallas Boban Bogdan or uh, yeah. whatever his name is, big tall giant dude. He he's always in the pool, but he's like literally up to like his kneecap. So it's just like I don't even know what you're doing in there. But I don't know, man. It's getting it's getting, it's getting pretty boring. Thank God that we're playing, but I don't know. It's it. It just—it's a weird time. Okay, so you guys are currently the eight seed, which is a very, very highly contentious spot. Obviously, in the east, yeah, yeah. in the east, there's only nine teams there, so only one team can kind of get there. But who knows what will happen with all eight games? How's the squad feel? How have the practices been? Is there like allotted times for just your team to be in there, and then other teams cycle in? How has been that whole process? Yeah, man. Um, this eight spot—it's a—it's a race right now because it's—it's it's different too. Like even if you're like the ninth or eighth, you have to—it's like you have to play in almost. So it's like 
it's it's really janky. So we're trying to get to like uh, the seventh or sixth spot so we can kind of avoid all that. So I mean, we're feeling good right now. You know, the team's getting back in rhythm. I mean, we do have practice. We have practices like pretty much every day, but they're, they're different times. So, you know, sometimes we might have practices at 8 a.m. for two days and then for the next three days, we might have practice at 7 p.m. So, like, it's it's just a weird timing, and it kind of throws your your, your schedule off. But uh, it's it's it takes a little getting used to. But we're pretty much used to it now. Okay, so what they kept saying that it's a shooter's court, the uh, the court yeah. that you guys are going to be playing on. And why is it a shooter's court? Because you could potentially light it up. Is this going to really is this going to yeah. really help teams that have snipers? No, for sure, man. Like, so usually, let's say, for instance, when you play in like Staples Center, that. The, the depth perception from the basket to, like, the stands and to where you're at, like, it kind of throws you off. So it kind of, like, makes the, the hoop look a little further back. And it kind of, you know, mess with your shot. But, like, when you're in, a, like, a small environment, you feel like you can pull up from anywhere. So, like, I'm seeing guys already, like, going six for eight from three. Duncan Robinson's getting hot. Uh, seeing Seth Curry out there balling. So it, this is, like, a gym where you're going to see guys probably shoot lights out because I'm feeling good in the gym. Like, it feels it feels like a, like a high school gym. So, you know, when you go to a high school gym, you feel like you can pull up from anywhere. So, that, that's what it feels like. It feels like the court's a little bit smaller. Uh, oh. I don't know. It just has that good feel. So, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. So, you're saying bet the overs. Obviously, you can't help us with gambling. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't help us with gambling, obviously. Yeah. You can't. But what I just gathered, note to self from us. It feels like the overs are going to get very, very hot. J.J. Redick looks like Duke J.J. Redick on these videos that are yeah. pulling out there. He looks like little. Yeah, he does. Everybody. It's easy, man. I'm telling you, it's a good feeling. Like, you don't get that You don't get that feel in most of these giant arenas that you play in. So, you know, I feel like it's it could be it could be fun basketball for everybody. Okay, so let's talk about that court though. How it does look like it's a, a it looks like a workout gym that you guys do in the off season because every once in a while those games you guys run will pop up on the internet and it's insane yeah. thinking about me potentially walking into an LA Fitness and just being <laughs> my ass run right off the court by NBA yeah. guys. But how is the setup from like a production standpoint? It looks like a stage with all those lights up there and all the cameras. What have you guys been told about playing? Like, hey, try not to swear. There's going to be cameras here. Have you been told about any of that? They pretty much don't give a shit what we say. They haven't said anything <laughs> to us about that. Perfect. Thank God. Uh, we will hear something like, about what you it's just like said. <laughs> it's, it's a giant stage. Like, um, from what you guys are seeing, like, they have that camera. Kind of like in football. You know, they have that camera that kind of, like, goes, like, the length of the field. Like, we have that on the side. Um, we have, like, this giant – we have, like, j screens everywhere. So, like, when you're looking, it just looks like – you know, we're in a on a, you know, theoretical stage type shit because it's just cameras and lights everywhere. Uh, but it's weird because as soon as you walk out like of that court, you're automatically on another practice court. So it's just like oh. every setup is different. I think they have like four or five uh, or three or four like different like gym locations. But for the most part, like they're, they're pretty much like a stage. And once you leave that stage, you're pretty much on other courts. So it's weird. I mean, you can hear other guys like, in the background shooting on the practice courts and I don't know it feels like a giant AU stage I don't know are you are you guys scared of another team's fan base popping up on that zoom <laughs> <laughs> not not right now at least uh they I gotta mean, figure that out T Ross they have got to figure that wild, out right yes it is wild so they're telling us right now that you know those people are usually going to be like fan or no, they're going to usually like uh beef you know pretty much close friends or family oh. so uh oh, okay. each family member is going to have like their own seat um, there's, I think they said something about there might be a camera that's like looking at us, so like we might be able to interact with like our family back home. But 
Um, really? Cool. I think yeah, it's it's they're they're hooking it up, man. Zoom is like really trying to take care of it. So uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I don't it'll, know. I mean, it's we're gonna see how it goes. The game starts tonight, so we'll see. It'll be glitchy and stuff for your family, but it'll at least get the view. That's what Zoom's known for. Um, <laughs> Not for sure. <laughs> how has Adam Silver been through this? Does is he down there? Do you guys hear from him daily? Is there like an email that you get? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Right. I haven't fucking seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anybody, man. I've seen a few guys. But I don't know, man. I, I'm, you know, I, I think a, a few guys might be out of the boat for all I know. Okay, so. let's talk about that because that yeah. became big news. Obviously, there was a potential thought chopper that was coming in. Uh, there was a chance that uh, guys were trying to go to Postmates or DoorDash. How, was After that whole thing came out, right? I don't know who, who exposed yeah. the story or how it came out, but was there a group meeting like, hey, team, Listen, although they don't have like, because Adam Silver said, we're not calling it a bubble because it's not a bubble. It's an area that's secluded away, whatever. Is is there a conversation I was had like, hey, we can't be doing this because if we want this league to pop off and if we want this tournament to, to go, which is going to be awesome content for everybody, we have to be able to lock this thing down. Has there been that conversation? Uh, yeah, when you first get to the bubble, they kind of tell you like the, the guidelines, you know, what you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go. Um just to even like leave our room, we have uh, we have like these little Bluetooth like thermometers and whatever this is, whatever this <laughs> is, it takes your pulse, whatever I don't know. But you have to do that every day, and we have like an app that we have to answer this questionnaire. And if you don't, we have these little magic bands that pretty much allow you to go from place to place. You have to scan it every single time you go to like a different building. You have to scan it, and if it doesn't pop up green, that means they get flagged down. They take you somewhere else. You gotta like do all this other questions, take you know tests, whatever. So it's it's a, it's like they're really on high alert about everything we do. So I mean, I feel like we're safe, but it's it's a lot of work sometimes. Like even later, I have to go get you know another test every day. We gotta get a test. So down your nose, uh, yeah, man, and throat. How is the oh. nose one? I've heard horror stories. It, it's not bad, man. For us, like, we're doing it every day. So, like, for us now, it's like just like a quick little swab on the inside. So, it's not too bad. Like, the first couple of days were a little rough. But um, after that, we were pretty much good. D-Ross, you talked about seeing Bobon in the pool every day. How much interaction yeah. is there between, like, teams off of the court? Like, are you guys hanging out together all the time? Or is that not allowed? No. So, I mean, for the most part, we, we can kick it with whoever. Um there's we all are staying in different hotels like on this property we have i think maybe three or four hotels and there's like the rockets there's the mavs the nets us and i think like the sixers and the pacers so like you see guys all the time you got you see guys walking around especially like when you get ready to go to practice you guys see you know everybody meet up at the buses um yeah you we see guys on boats we're allowed to drive boats which oh, is cool but cool. i mean with the boats like literally go three miles an hour <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to even get a breeze but you're on a canoe uh, yeah but, I mean, but you guys see we see people doing that and um for the most part like we all know each other so it's that's the other good thing like it's we know everybody for the most part so it's not anything nothing's awkward so uh, I don't know. It's been fun, but I mean, man, just we've been here for a while and it's kind of getting played out. Yeah, I could fathom. <laughs> I could fathom that. Wow. Um, what do you do in your room? You're a gamer? You play cards? Dominoes? What do we oh, got? Big guy. I got my gaming chair right oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got my, uh, my whole little setup right here. I got my PlayStation. I got, you know, my, my PC is not set up right now, but I got everything. So I'm in here all the time gaming, uh, sleeping. Hanging out with my teammates. So that's the other good thing. Like, we're all in one room. Like, all in one, like, section of the, the hotel. So 
you know, most of the time we're going through, you know, one to the other room, playing dominoes, playing cards, playing video games, so staying active. T. Ross, how's the food been? Is that getting really old yet, or have they mixed it up enough where, like, it's actually been decent? I'm just going to let y'all check it out, man. I got the <laughs> I, got, I got the menu right here. Oh! oh. Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, Main lobster? Yeah. Got some main lobster up there, a little, little jumbo cocktail, Ooh, bacon and cheddar Angus yeah. beef. Okay. Chef's, that feels like a it's a good hotel's 24-7 room service menu right there. Yeah, if it was 24-7s, yeah, we can't we can't order till 5 o'clock. Oh! Yeah. You got to prepare. You yeah. got to prepare. Yeah, so I, I got I got some snacks. I got a little something-something <laughs> to hold me over, but, I mean, from – uh, we can't really do much. Uh, we can go down to like that main hub to order, like to get the food that they give us. But it's like lunch food that you get at like high school, so it's not bad. But it's just sometimes you're like you just want to eat more, and you just it's hard to do that sometimes until like five o'clock. You hey, listen. Everybody says they're getting paid to do this. They're lucky yeah. to do this. But when you think about the human side of that, I would I would be running through a wall in there if I. If I'm, I I'm like, look, like I'm not ungrateful. Yes, I have food. I'm so happy. It was like, but I mean, but still, like, you go here, like, and they're charging us so much for this. Like, I know somebody got charged for a six pack of Pepsi's. $26. Whoa! They're taking Dude. advantage because there's no other option. That's a monopoly! That is a monopoly! The players have to pay for that? The players have to pay for what? Snacks and stuff? Room service. You have to pay for oh. room service. You have to pay for, the like, you know, anything you order, the food wow. that you get delivered in. Like, yeah, you gotta pay for it. I'm thinking it's like, oh yeah, it's on the house. No, no, no. If you want this That's cool. little coffee that we have in here, it's 40 bucks per <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got I'm Amazon and things to the house, man. <laughs> so are you allowed to receive shipments? How does that does that have to go through somebody oh, sure. to get to you? So we're allowed to receive stuff, but we have to send it to a, a certain, you know, address or whatever and then deliver it to our rooms for whatever reason. But yeah, we, we can get packages. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna send you snacks for sure. We're, we're, send me anything, candy. Just send me a ton of candy. <laughs> J.R. Smith's not going to be happy about that. What do you got, Connor? Terrence, how has the uh, barbershop been utilized uh, down there? Oh, as, as soon as the barber showed up, everybody started getting new hairstyles. I think four guys on my team got braids, including me. <laughs> every every person on the other team is getting braids. Like Everybody's getting their hair cut. Like, it, it's been dope. They actually set up like a little makeshift barbershop oh, yeah. in like, two days. It was wild. Like it, they put it up. It has TVs. It has, you know, air conditioning, barbershop, everything you need. So they hooked they, they hit that apart. Like it's dope for us. So I'm happy for that. What are you keeping the braids tight up there right now? For sure, man. For <laughs> sure. I just woke up and I'm just like, I can't. I just got done like a couple of days ago. I can't have messed up day two. Yeah. Really <laughs> I gotta keep them fresh. Especially when there's literally no excuse because there's nobody around you most of the time. No, yeah, I, I can't I can't have those dusty looking braids. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't wait to download the T Ross podcast. I am so excited that you joined us, man. You're fucking awesome. Thank you, man. This show's amazing. I listen to it all the time on the way to practice. Hey. 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 My guy! Hey. the guys. Yeah. Hey, we're going to send you some shit. We'll get your address somehow. We'll figure it out. We'll send down an yeah, entire care package for uh, for the yeah. for the lifestyle that I could not do. I'm no. happy you are, though. <laughs> Starting tonight, we got NBA back from the bubble. Ladies and gentlemen, potential sixth man of the year. Absolute stud for the Magic in his eighth year. Former eighth overall pick from the University of Washington, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah! yeah. 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 yeah.
guys. Appreciate you guys. Can't wait to see the braids, man. Can't wait to see them. Got you guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Yes, sir. Well, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tonight, when you pass out, if you don't fall asleep easy like me, for instance, there is a company out here that is creating something that puts you out like a light. Like a light. Like a light. CBDMD, CBDPM is a game changer for those who are a little restless at night. People say you can't put a good price on good night's sleep, but those people are wrong. CBDMD did it with CBDPM, and now they're doing it again with a brand new way to put you out like a light. Zito's taking his CBDPM home right now, and it's actually the CBDPM soft gels, which are a quick and convenient way to get the deeper sleep you deserve. These soft gels contain the same award-winning formula as CBDPM, giving you all the CBD, melatonin, and chamomile you're used to in a powerful pre-measured capsule. And to make trying CBDMD for yourself even easier, they're offering listeners of this show 25% off your next order when you use the code McAfee at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. I'm not a good sleeper. That concoction that they put together of CBD and melatonin and chamomile is a game changer. Take it about 30 minutes before you want to pass out. Bingo, bango, gonzo. You're gone. Welcome to McAfee and Ox Sports Talk. I'm Pat McAfee. To my left, the handsome man in front of a very real bookcase is AJ Hawk. How you doing, AJ? I'm doing great, Pat. How you doing? You know, I'm good, man. I'm getting married a couple days. Yeah! yeah! I'm excited, Are man. Are you nervous? No. No. Should I be? Are you? Were you? No. I mean, you should. I don't. You've been with Sam for how long? Long time. Five years. Yeah. There's no reason to be nervous. The the thing about it is, we've lived together too for a majority of our entire relationship. So, and and I know this is probably not great to say, but for me, this is uh, this is us officially taking that next step. You know, which I can't wait for. But I don't see much changing here. Now, granted, I could be very, 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 uh, what's that called? Uh, naive in thinking that. But for me, it's just like I'm excited to see my lady's hard work in in pro, in you know in real life for the wedding, and everybody have a good time, and you know my mom, my dad, her mom, her dad. I'm excited for those moments. They're going to be emotional, but yeah, I'm pumped. I'm just pumped to get it over with and get it moving. Who's your uh, best man? His name's Phil. He's a CFO. And I told him if he reads his speech, I will slap him and kick him out of the wedding. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Like, that's true. Like, nothing worse than watching uh, the best man or the, the maid of honor stand up and get, they have seven sheets of paper and they got to un- unroll it and look at it and like, okay, here we go. Oh, it's the worst. Today is a day that none of us thought would happen, especially if you know Chris. <laughs> Chris was, I'm sorry, Chris has been my best friend, Chris, this and our best friend since we were five. When I saw him, you remember that, you remember this, wearing his 
diaper out in public. You remember that, Chris? <laughs> Everybody else there is like, shut the fuck up, okay? This is obviously a fake story that nobody remembers, or you would have been able to just say it from your heart, say it from your brain, but not everybody's public speakers. CFO Phil is not a public speaker, and I think me adding the fact that he can't read it or have any notes might have just been for me, to be honest with you. It might have just been for me, but I go to other weddings where those people are stumbling, bumbling, fumbling through that fucking uh, inside joke thing fest, and I'm just like, yo, come on. This is a show you're giving. You're not talking to each other one-on-one at this point. Everybody is listening. Let's go. And I think Phil will do a great job. I think he'll do a great job tomorrow. Here you go, Phil. Or Saturday. Here you go, Phil. Phil actually just texted and said, relax, AJ. When you hear a good one, you know. Like, hey, this was was special. My cousin, his brother was getting married, I don't know how many years ago, and my one cousin pulled out the sheets of paper to read them. My cousin, Sean, and I was like, oh, man. Sean's like a a character, funny guy. This is weird. He's going to read it. He pulls it out. And he didn't look at his sheet once. And he, and when he finally finished, twenty minutes later, he's like, "I don't know why I even wrote this. I didn't, I didn't do anything off of my my paper." And he he worked the room like a stand up. He walked the dance floor back and forth like he went into the crowd. It was it was masterful, and like I I really appreciated it. And it's always fun when you see those those kind of best man speeches or maid of honor when they can they can kill it too. I agree. Like I want to I want they have to know you're a part of the show here. Okay, you are a part of the show. I spoke at uh, AQ's first wedding. Okay, and not the second. No, they like elope. They did the whole elope thing, which, mm. from what I've been told, was a good time. They told me, but I'm over one too on his wedding, so probably shouldn't do that anyways. <laughs> but that was very interesting. Two very different families were coming together there. Okay. Very, very different families. A- AQ's crew and then her crew, good, very nice people, but two very different backgrounds of humans in there. And uh, while the other speeches were happening, everybody knew I was speaking, I was representing our side. Okay, so it felt as if our entire side was like to me, like, hey, you're a fucking guy. Like, we can't wait for you to go out there. Like, we, this is going to be awesome. Because there was a lot of long speeches happening that were being read. And everybody was like, come on, hey, this is going to be your fucking time. Puzz, Puzz Lesney, Paul Puzz Lesney, he, like, looked at me. He was like, can't wait for you to get up there, man. I'm like, all right, all right, Puzz. I appreciate you, man. And I go up there. And this is like, her side of the family was very classy. I mean, they were very classy, very professional. I liked them a lot. Uh, but they were super nice, you know, like super, super nice people. And I was like, all right, don't swear. Do whatever you got to do. Let off. Maybe fourth word in was, hey, I'm just going to cut the fucking tension here a little bit. (laughs) Literally how I let off with it. And obviously, AQ's entire side, we got a pop, right? Because they all all saw what was happening. They all saw how it was going and what was happening. And then all of a sudden from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to work these people over here into having a good time as well. And then once I got them to pop a little bit, I was like, all right, now we are in unison. Let's bury AQ now. Like, this is is what we're doing here. And it was, uh, and by bury, I mean, like, obviously put him over in a good way. Uh, But that's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Phil's got a tall task. Whatever you say has to be funny all the way from the 15-year-old cousin of the bride as well as the 95-year-old grandma sitting in the front row. And there's very few things that are universally funny like that. So you have to find a way. It's pretty good to just start out, compliment people, kind of compliment the bride early on. And then, like you said, just trash the groom and then end it on a high note praising their relationship the um i don't want to keep like my first stand-up show i did 
Okay, I did a VIP meet and greet thing beforehand. And this was before I had ever gone on a stage. We sold out a theater or whatever because my Twitter followers are the greatest humans on earth. So then we had to add another night. We did it. sold it out or whatever. So I'm doing this meet and greet. There was a fleet of 85-year-olds that were there. <laughs> a fleet. An entire, they came together, one bus. They said they loved me. There was like two men six women that were all like 80 to 90 years old that came from their senior citizen and they're like we love you like we absolutely love you and i'm like thank you so much like this is awesome we took a photo vip photo or whatever so they're in the front row and then about three rows behind that i had my teammates robert mathis was there right robert mathis uh vinatieri was there anthony costanzo was there uh there was a bunch of people there and then there was like 15 year olds and 16 year olds back over here and then there was uh i had like 10 different demos and before i went on stage i thought about it i was like are are any of these humans gonna laugh at all of this stuff <laughs> how are all are they how are all of them gonna find what how are all of them gonna find a common ground here uh well fuck it i don't know here we go and i went out there with the mindset that i have no idea which group is gonna laugh at what but I am going to watch for it. Like I, while I was talking, like there was somebody that I had noticed that maybe early was like, okay, not into it. There were forced to be here either by a friend or a spouse. And I get like the, the 80 year olds to laugh early. And I'm like, all right, that's my fucking group right there. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. And then I get my teammates dying. I'm like, okay, I got them. And then there's like a couple dates in the back where maybe their girlfriend asked them to come. Right. So they hate you automatically because they, you, they just automatically hate you. And then I, I would see them and then I'm like, all right, we'll get back to them like five ten minutes see how they're feeling and then i would look back over at them and i would have like a smile I'm like oh fuck almost there all right let's go over here and then let's come back and then they'd be laughing and that is kind of how i would assume it's going to feel for phil because phil is going to be trying to talk and you almost always start to go and try to uh, attack the people that aren't enjoying it as opposed to talking for the people that are enjoying it and there's two different strategies there and i've learned through my speaking uh journey here let's go for the people that are enjoying it and fuck the people that aren't and, and if they aren't like to hell with them you either catch up or get the hell out of the way and i just hope phil does that tomorrow like hey you hey hey phil you speak your speech bub you talk your talk you do whatever you gotta do don't worry about anything i'm gonna appreciate it and it's on saturday by the way not tomorrow i'm gonna appreciate it but don't read a damn thing because then it just means you don't mean anything that you're saying yeah if you have anything written down if he wants to try to, like, if he's nervous, you want to remind yourself, have a couple note cards in your pocket just, like, to look at a couple bullet points right before you go up there. Okay, cool, cool. And then if something tragic happens and you just freeze in the middle of it, maybe pull it out and look at it. Like, oh, okay, Pat's uh, old girlfriends. Okay, here's my next story. And obviously that's something you should stay away from. And people always think it's hilarious to talk about. Oh, I tell you what, I never thought Pat would settle down. He's running through girls like the water <laughs> his whole life. Jesus. And all of a sudden, that is not, by the came way, into his life. That is not true. And I don't, no, I'm not talking you. I'm saying like, this, this has happened at other weddings I've seen. I'm like, nope, that's never a good idea. And Glazer never talk about the Hold pastor. on. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what Glazer Pride did? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Glazer said yesterday he was booted from the wedding after he gave his best man. The best man was booted afterwards. <laughs> that is insane. That's like after the parents and obviously the bride and the groom 
uh, the best man and maid of honor there, that's like in the pyramid of importance at said wedding. If somebody's get too drunk or anything like that, mm -hmm. if you're down in the bottom ring, probably a lot quicker trigger to get you the hell out of there. Best man's got to get out of there. I mean, that was, I wonder what he said. There has to be video of that somewhere. Release the tapes, Howie. Howie Long's oh, got him. Release the tapes, my man. Do it now. What do you think he said? Ty? What do you think he said? Listen, Kurt, I know that you loved, you know, serving up the hot salami to girls back in the day, but I never thought you'd, you'd settle down. You did. It's incredible. No, no. We can't. Cork door. Hey, I didn't want to. All right. <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hey, feel good, baby? Ty, I didn't know about this, Ty. Why didn't you do this during the interview yesterday? Come on. Come on. You need to stay away from that. Stay away from that. Still it, you know. wasn't 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 one hundred percent comfortable with it. Yet. Not polished yet, bro. He's gotten in a rocket ship over there. We are off and running, dude. Jay Glazer, poor guy. Great guy. Hey, I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> he's like Jeff Dunham. You know Jeff Dunham, the guy that has all the puppets. Mm -hmm. He can yeah, say whatever the fuck he wants with his right hand. You know, he could say whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, it's not me, it's fucking Bubba or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not me, it's this. That's what Ty does with his voices. Hey, I didn't want to say it. Lou Holtz said it. He said I, it. What do you want me? Regis Philbin, by the way, being born at uh, Notre Dame. Any thoughts, Coach? Listen, no one has done more for the University of Notre Dame than Regis Philbin. In my opinion, they should bury him underneath the 50-yard line at Notre Dame Stadium next to Newt Rockley and myself. <laughs> no one has done more for Notre Dame than Regis Philbin. Rest in peace, Regis. Rest in peace, Regis. And, uh, I mean, we offend everybody here on the show, I think. Honestly, I'm learning that about uh, this show. Impersonations are not offensive. It's, it's flattery. You know what? Oh, AJ, anybody do an AJ Hawk impression? Yeah, I mean, over yeah, people have over time for sure. What did you think of him? I laughed. I would always laugh if it was good. Like I can always, there's always. Uh, I, I never like deny. I'm like, oh no, that's not me at all. I'm like, well, yeah, you got me. You got me pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do say that that way. <laughs> I've only had a couple people try impressions of me. Only a couple. Any nail it or no? I've laughed at them for sure. I appreciate them, but I mean, it's. It's hard for me to be like, yeah, that's it right there. I, I think it's tough to catch my cadence, to be honest. I do believe there's some things, obviously, that I do with Don and I'm an idiot and stuff like that. But when I get going, it's going to be hard for people to impersonate that because I can just start talking and not even miss a breath and still keep the sentence going. And it's just, and then all of a sudden, I sound like the dumbest human on earth whenever I go, Don, it's going on. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of things. And I, I am excited to hear uh, Molinaro did one there. It was it was pretty good, I thought, pretty good, but nobody's really focused on it. And I would Who's Molinaro? Joey Molinaro. He's from Indianapolis. He's an impersonator on. He just signed with Barstool. Congrats to him, by the way, getting the Oh, he does a Pat McAfee impression? He did it once. Super Bowl. I think it was after a Super Bowl or yeah, something. Yeah, like a string been. of them. Yeah, it was I was just a part of a, a crew of them. And then one guy did it to me at a, an event I was at. He the car got stopped and I was told to roll down a window and friend talked about friends impersonation on me being amazing yeah best best one ever oh, yeah the boys were, started out that way the boys are like, all like there saying, hey greatest story ever well first off I've, I've said this a million times stop yourself bud because it's not the greatest story ever <laughs> I up way too much as soon as somebody says i got a funny story for you i literally reach underneath my desk 
it's tough, man. Like always, expect keep your expectations super low, so then you you exceed any of the expectations. Don't start it out high before you even start the whole story. It's not going to be that good. And the problem for this guy is all the boys were there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. all the boys were there in the back seat, and it was just like, Boo. bro, you are going. <laughs> it was like Showtime at the Apollo, dude. This guy Wait, has no. Sh- his buddy said this is a great. He's got a great Pat McAfee impression. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If I was that guy doing the impression. You got to punch him right in the face. Like, nope, not doing it now. <laughs> he did not. He agreed. Yeah, he told him to say it probably. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But the boys. It wasn't good. The boys, the boys did not give it up. Boys are a tough crowd. Oh, tough oh. crowd. He said dude. it would have been better if uh, the face emoji on the, on the iPhone was working. That's basically how he does his impressions, right? Is that the same guy? Yeah, because mm-hmm. he would have put a picture of me on yeah, there. Yeah, and he was like, oh, it would be way better. Just see the face. You uh, watch obviously. Frank Caliendo do those things. Yes, his voice and his cadence is obviously good, but his entire body transforms into the person that he's talking. Yeah. He, unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He studies He studies like the people that he impersonates. He studies them for months. He's, he talks like before he ever does it, anything to put out there publicly for us to see. He watches film. He like watch it back. Okay, here we go. And he said he's like a perfectionist, so obviously he watches hours and hours and hours of it. But I think he he said he was going to work on a McAfee. But I think he has so much. I don't want to say pride, but he is a perfectionist. I don't think he wants to put anything out there until he's got it. Like I, I think that is very mm-hmm. much Frank Caliendo. And by the way, that's probably to his detriment, to be honest. And there's a lot of things I'm that way as well. Where if we would just if he would just let it slide. It would probably be okay. People would be like, damn, that's good. But for how long he's been doing it, for how is, he's probably, you know, everything in there, he's like, oh, I think I can get this a little better. I think get this a little He's unbelievable at what he does. Incredibly talented. And he was getting into the internet there for a bit. He's kind of backed off, I think. But he was getting into the internet, and I was like, here we go. This is going to be good. Why do, why do you think he backed off? Like, I feel like he should be an absolute star on the internet. He was, by the way. He yeah, was yeah. taking over the internet. I mean, it was happening, and then he backed off. I don't know why. Maybe he wanted to work on new stuff. Maybe he just wanted to take a break for a little bit. He did a Belichick the other day after all the opt-outs, so he, I think he might actually be getting back into it. July is a dead period. People take July off. And he might have said, hey, I'm going to wait for sports, and I'm going to yeah, wait exactly, for things yeah. that I do, which is probably the smart move, by the way, instead of just powering through every single day. <laughs> Well, think about it, too, though. <laughs> Maybe at some point he wants to be Frank Caliendo. He wants to go have a conversation with somebody and be himself and not, hey, 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 do, do uh, Madden and then Gruden and then Bill Cosby and then Epstein and then Trump. What the Biden. hell? <laughs> and then Bush. Just knock them all out and then get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> yeah. like, I we was... don't even want to know you're a real human. We just think that you are some alien that channels these impersonations. I wonder if that's why like Ari Gold gets mad when people call him Ari Gold mm, because it's like, sure. do they only like me for my character or do they like me for my Oh, your character? boy. This is your close personal friend, Jeremy Piven? Yeah, me and Jay Piv, dog. What's going on, bro? He does stand-up now, too, so you guys should go tour together when everything, you know, COVID lifts. I'm not sure I'm good enough stand-up comedian to go on actual tour. I can't deliver same story twice. Not good at it. I don't know how they do it. I don't have a clue how they do it. I can do it if it's like months in between, but if it's like night to night, two shows a night, back to back to back, I don't know how they deliver it with the same amount of 
like excitement. And I did a tour one time, and by I think the third time telling it, I was like, "Why are these fucking people laughing at this? This is the dumbest shit of all time." And walking on the stage, I'm like, "Well, this sucks." Here we go. I don't know how the stand-up comedians do it. That is a that's a legit talent that they have that I don't have. But it would be cool to be on a show with Jeremy Piven at some point. Maybe if they reboot something for Ari Gold, and mm. maybe I'm a client of his, that'd be cool. They have a podcast, uh, the Victory Podcast, I believe, that Doug Ellen, who created um, Entourage, and he does it with drama and uh, E. And it's pretty good, actually. They talk about, they go through like certain episodes. I've listened to a few of them so far. Entourage, hold up. I haven't watched it back. Nah. Oh, yeah, either. for sure. The story, the storyline does. It's, well, for sure, the storyline does. I mean, let, we want the storyline to hold up for as long as we can. There are some episodes up. that still hit, for sure. It's and funny, for sure, still. But the acting. I oh, mean, don't do that to own Tony. I watched it for the first time. You like, fucking two summers ago. I loved it. <laughs> Watch it back. Yeah. Sorry, Foxy. I, he, him commenting on the acting of Adrian Grenier was very Goodness. interesting. I think it's I watched it like last summer for the first time, show. and I loved it. I still didn't hear you again. <laughs> I just watched it recently. I loved it. Okay, so it was your first time. Yeah. Awesome. Holds up. I should probably have my headphones in. Nah. 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 Wedding week. Woo! 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 Are you gonna get a uh, you getting a fresh uh, spray tan for Saturday? Are you commenting that I already got one? What are your thoughts right now? Where do you no, think I I'm sitting from, at? Where do you think I am sitting at currently? I think you you may have had one early in the week. You're gonna get another one probably <laughs> tomorrow. Wrongo, I have a tanning bed in my house uh, that I found out that. I could buy. It's been there for eight years. <laughs> And I never used it because the first time I got in it, it was so strong. I literally just had stripes up my body like a hot dog coming off a grill. Okay, Still have a burn on my ass cheek on both of them right down the center, which was maybe fifth degree burns at that point because I used it one time the first time. Um, and I never used it before. This particular summer that we're currently in because of the quarantine i've been outside more so i've been getting actual sun so i hopped in said tanning bed last night whenever i got home from pittsburgh just to see if i could get a little bit more i do have some burnage in the stripage reason region but this is all natural uh, this is all natural right now i'm pretty pumped I know you've been up doing now. your pool workout so i know you've been getting some some natural sunlight i just didn't know if you were going to go top it off with a little spray before the wedding are you trying to Get me, you see that? Because that's a tricep right oh. there. Oh, try. Are you trying me right now, dude? <laughs> Don't try it. And he was, I saw your Pierre uh, McGuire clip, and he, what did he say? He talked about how big your arms were. Didn't he say something how big you looked? Like, yeah, oh, he said, you, you're the best, you're the, the most built kicker I've seen. Like, hey, easy, bub, punter. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I'm watching the show, dude. Follow but you are a kicker, too, though. If you kicked off in the NFL and you kicked in college, he said place kicker. So I don't know. The exacts if place kicker is a kickoff or if a place kick is a field goal, whatever the case, good moment to bury Pierre there, who I like a lot. I like him. That's what Pierre does. He puts people over and then he gets buried. Pierre, though, (laughs) hey, hockey community does not like him for whatever reason. I don't know why. I thought he was like, really? So it's it's people like me that aren't diehard hockey people that like him. Is that what it is? Yes. you You guys get him in small doses. The hockey people get him all game, every game, and he. But is he's not a, like a hot take guy, and he's not no. like trashing dudes. Is no, he? he's super positive. I think so. For me, I've always liked him because I enjoy super positive people. But whenever we were having him on the show the first time, Nick was like, "Oh, some hockey people are probably going to tell you about this." And I checked my Twitter, and there were some hockey people that were like, "Why are you having Pierre on the show? Why are you having Pierre on the show?" 
I like to think that we potentially helped people love Pierre Maguire. He is incredible on the show. Yeah. Like, in, not just great on the show. He knows everybody's name. He compliments everybody. He knows this. He just thought I was a place kicker instead of a punter. One little fumble for him, ah. but he's been in quarantine for like, what, 19 days mm -hmm. at this mm -hmm. point, and he loves hockey. I'm a big Pierre Maguire fan. Big, big He's Pierre. also very appreciative of yeah. us talking about hockey. Which is nice of him because nobody talks about the fucking sport. Mm -mm. True. <laughs> Still zero uh, positive test, right? In hockey and basketball. Yeah. Hey, hey, they got them locked down, dude. We talked to. Uh, we had a bubble show this morning. We had Terrence Ross of the Orlando Magic down in Orlando in the bubble, and he. Hey, I'm excited for, to get your reaction to this because I would assume the Green Bay Packers, much like the Indianapolis Colts, if you ordered room service, you had to pay for it, obviously, but there was team snack, team dinner. There was a lot of food prevalent and ready for you. At the NBA bubble, Terrence Ross told us that they have to pay for their room service. They have to pay for their meals down there. Coffee's like expensive. He's at the Grand Floridian, which is like the nicest hotel, I guess, in America. The food is very pricey. He wasn't bitching. He, was, he said he was very appreciative, but he was rolling out some details that I had not previously heard. And he was like, the fish are smarter than us all of a sudden. Nobody can catch any fish anymore. <laughs> the golf's kind of there. I can't really move because I got to check in everywhere I go. I got this band. I got this. I got that. There is an area, but I mean, we're still got a little bit to go so the human side of it not great but we're excited to be playing ball so he was just there were some things i was learning they have to pay for all their food imagine that negotiation between the nba and disney down there like hey our guys are coming in they're gonna fucking they're gonna unload all the money that you gave us right back into your yeah. restaurants and kitchen yeah so like when they order when we see those you know when early on especially when they went in the bubble and guys are taking pictures of their meals and they're taking pictures of the menu they're paying for all that too the menu for sure he showed us the menu. It's like a, um, it's like a hotel room service menu, like a hotel room service menu. But it doesn't start till five o'clock. They have food, I guess, down there for them, like a lunch hall. But he said it, the food is, you know, pretty standard. By the way, I want to make sure people don't think that he was complaining because he was not. He was appreciative, obviously. He was just rolling out the human side of things that were happening down there. I guess the food that was down there is pretty basic like food, cafeteria food, cafeteria food. Ooh. Yeah. So if you want any burgers, wings, steaks anything like that it comes off that food menu and by the way you only order them from one spot and it is yeah. it is coming through here and we are getting our money back for this because we are paying a lot of money to the nba to have it down here but games start tonight aj games yeah. start tonight yeah. and the boys have bought in. zero positive test the boys have bought in i wouldn't be able to i would have hit my head off the wall already i would have been gone they have bought in i'm very thankful they have so when will the nba finals be October. Yeah, last so, weekend, wow. last week of September and first week in October, I believe October twelfth would be Game Seven. Yeah, October twelfth is the end of it. So I remember whenever they laid it out, they're like the people who don't make the eight seed, um, they will be done um, in thirty to forty five days or something like that. Mm -hmm. Forty five, and then the playoffs run through the beginning of October. And I was like, damn. That's a long time down there. Even if you stink, even if you know you're out, you have to be down there for 40 days, and they're in the middle of that. And it, the Orlando Mag uh, Magic download the T. Ross podcast uh, with Terrence Ross, sixth man of the year probably. They're at eight right now. So they have a contentious next eight couple games where they're going to have to play play to get in there. And uh, he said it's a shooter's paradise. And I would assume he's looking to go off snipers all over the place in the NBA with this court because it feels like a high school gymnasium. He said they feel like they can pull up from anywhere. It looks small. So tonight, though, isn't Zion playing? Uh, I'm not sure Zion's playing. Questionable. He'll play. I don't He'll like play. it. 
He'll play. He has Question, to play. Well, why? I don't know. I think because of the him being out of coming the back bubble, or whatever for how long it was. He's he's cleared, but you know he wasn't practicing. I hate that they're doing this again. Like, listen, I'm a big fan of the Pelicans. Okay, Alvin Gentry, hilariously a coach and a good coach. But whenever they were only playing him a certain amount of minutes, and he was like, he looked scared a little bit at the beginning. Whenever he came in, or he was just passing the ball every time he got it. I thought that we should have had a different approach, and they didn't introduce him last, which I wasn't allowed to introduce him last either. Whenever I went down there and did the intros, the only reason why I was doing the intros is because I said they should have introduced him last. And I get down there, and they tell me I can't introduce him last. So I mean, kind of an interesting situation to begin with. But the way they've handled the Zion, they are very, very, very worried that it's going to be too much too soon for Zion. And I think if, after talking to them, the GM, the the business side of people down there, they're like, listen, we want to make sure Zion doesn't get burnt out. We, with Anthony Davis, the situation we had with him, we don't want this to end bad. We want to do everything right by Zion as much as we possibly can, even if that means that some people are going to get mad, like me, that they're not just feeding the ball through this kid. Mm-hmm. He is the next one. Get that guy the rock and tell him he can do no wrong. He gets the ball from half court and he wants to shoot. Fuck it. It's Zion's court. He can do it. They, they want to be able to, like, you know, they want to bring him along in, like, a proper fashion. So maybe they're thinking that now, but everybody knows that the way the NBA was set up and why they have the Pelicans even down there to begin with is because they wanted Zion in this. So, like, I want Zion, they want Zion, we want Zion. Hey, let's get a little Zion. Well, don't they have to win, like, almost all their games Mm -hmm. just to get in? No, because other people can lose too, right? So the, the conversation right now is how many games are they behind? But those teams that are currently in seventh and eighth, they can lose too. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. They only have to get within three and a half games? Two, two of, games they are within three eighth and place. Half. Yeah, and then if they're within three games, if they're within thir- three games from the eight seed to the nine seed, they will play a play-in game. If the eight seed beats the nine seed, nine seed's out. If the nine seed beats the eight seed, they play again for winner-take-all there to go in there. So the NBA went in deep on how they would figure out who makes it and who doesn't make it, but it was very obvious that Zion was the reason why they were doing it, and who can blame them? The guy is draining threes now in the in quarantine. He got tweeted a video of him just going splash city from the corner, and the guy can jump over the backboard if he wants to at the 270 pounds, it looks like. What's up, Diggs? Yeah, so it's very interesting in the West because the eight seed is the Grizzlies, and then three and a half back is the Blazers, Pelicans, and Kings. Spurs are four games back, so those four teams are pretty much fighting for that ninth spot. Kings are done. No, wow. seriously, they've lost a couple guys. They, they've oh, actually had a pretty man. tough go in oh, the uh, okay. bubble. It hasn't even started yet. You heard it here. The NCAA will allow student-athletes in all sports to wear social justice statements on their uniforms, including replacing last name with words to celebrate or memorialize people, events, or other causes. Tweets, Shams Sharania. So it appears as if the NCAA is obviously... Uh, getting off of its uh, Gustavo-like feel where it rains down on every single moment of everybody's decision. But it feels like they think they're coming back to sports, by the way. The ACC <laughs> released an 11-game t- schedule. Notre Dame's in there. They're saying that some stadiums are going to be able to be filled. This is big. It, I had a lot of dot about college football coming back because the people making decisions are potentially people that I don't want to say don't like football, but don't even really care about sports much. Like these people are in the medicine world or in the admissions or something like that. But the ACC was like, nah, here we go. September 7th to 12th in scheduling a model that will include 11 games, 10 conference, one non-conference. Notre Dame will also play a 10, Notre Dame will play a 10 game conference schedule and be eligible to compete in 2020 ACC football championship. They're like, listen, you saw the big 10 say it. 
You saw the Pac-12 agree with it reported-wise. Now we're jumping in saying, this is what we're doing. It's going off. You need to get the hell off the tracks if you want to stop this train. I'm intrigued to see how they pull it off, but they said they're doing it. I mean, I, hey, I'm glad. Any uh, What, maybe go back a week or two weeks? Like, I don't think you or me had a whole lot of hope that college football was going to find a way to make it happen. And right now, we still have multiple teams where their facility is shut down until early August because they had so many positive tests. Who needs a, who needs a facility? Just got to roll the ball on the field, boys. Mm-hmm. Go play football. Go play football. That's what Coach O said. Coach O said they'll play anywhere, anytime. Go Tigers. He's also already wow. a national champion, so he can chill for the next couple of years and <laughs> yeah. still be yeah. beloved. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of teams, a lot of a lot of business in this. And how about the students? I mean, Virginia Tech kid. What's the cornerback from uh, Virginia Tech? Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Farley. Caleb yeah. Farley, who I guess is a first round talent potentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. projected in the secondary. He's sitting out and saying, I'm just going to train uh, for the NFL, which we talked about, I think, a couple weeks ago. At what point do some of these college athletes, with their schedule being completely up in the air, whether or not they're going to play completely up in the air, decide, you know what, let's go ahead and start turning the eyes to the prize, which is making money in the NFL, instead of having to worry mentally, like, oh, do we have a season? Do we not have a season? Do I have practice? Do I not have practice? How many people can I practice with or whatever? Let me just focus on going and getting this money a year from now. And now that's obviously assuming that, a year from now, everything's going to be okay. I mean, that's who knows with this world. This was originally supposed to be two weeks, if we do recall. Oh. So I like this move by this kid. But if Virginia Tech ends up playing a season this year, I would assume he'll watch and be bummed out about it. But if he gets drafted in the first round, he's got that bank and we just move on. How do you think Lou Holtz feels about Notre Dame <laughs> joining the ACC, though? Does that take away some of like, the, the aura that Notre Dame has around him? Well, yeah. It's horseshit. I mean, that would never happen if I was still there. But Brian Kelly, I mean, you know, he's got a couple skeletons in his closet. So, man, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to play football this year. But, yeah, that would never fucking happen under my watch. Bro, horseshit was a very aggressive word to say. <laughs> you know? It's a hard word. And throwing multiple coaches under the bus. Oh, I mean, obviously, speaking is Lou, but then throwing Brian Kelly under the bus, too. It wasn't Ty. No, I didn't say anything. What a fucking straight face you just said that. What a straight face you just pawned these things off on your mouth, your brain, your words on somebody else. Hey, what do you want me to do? I mean, like I said, it's horseshit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who said it? Hey, man, these new chairs. AJ, what do you think of these new chairs that Ty's using right here? What do you think about it? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think it of that? It looks exactly chair? like the little guy, like when you go to the Halloween stores that pop up in the giant buildings <laughs> for the month of October. He looks like that guy when you walk in, he scares your little kids, like right at the front door. <laughs> He's got one. I forget who else. There's a couple yeah, other. But Jay's, it, my brother's Jay's using gone, one. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot there's more upstairs. comfortable than those chairs. A lot more comfortable. Yeah, but have you looked at how you look in it? Like, yeah. you literally you look like. Yeah, you look like. have to be blue. What? Can it all be black? Like, what's the two tone? different about? colors. We can spray paint it. The company sent it to us. So these people yeah. are very, very nice. And you're, you're saying these are yeah, the real I, deal. I mean, I, I was. Foxy and I have been talking about that. I mean, I think everyone. Uh, these chairs get uncomfortable yeah. after a while, and this thing is a godsend. I will say my chair is terrible for sitting on yeah. it for a long time. Oh. And uh, I've just kind of powered through, like kind of, you know, feel old school. Like, ah, it's a fucking chair. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But then I see Ty over there just living his best life, sitting on a fucking cloud with back <laughs> support, it looks like. He's just living. And this all comes after, by the way, he was 
rudely, surprisingly shoved oh, yeah. through his sternum and injured throughout an entire process. So I'm happy they sent it. What's the company? Respawn? Yeah, Respawn. Respawn. Worth, I think those chairs are worth like maybe seven, 8,000 bucks or something like that. 240. How much? 240. Oh, that's not bad at all. I would assume you, you agree that, that it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Well worth 240 This little thing was worth a lot a lot of money, and it wasn't anywhere near that. Nah, the, the, your kickstand down at the bottom fell off like the first day you had it. Yeah. And every day since. And the wheels don't work. The wheels <laughs> on the bus. It's tough, AJ. I mean, we struggle through, though. We do what we got to do, you know? Yeah, I've been there. I sat in that chair for a week uh, when you were on uh, some kind of vacation, I think back in February. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're... You're a gritty Rust Belt guy. That's what you do. You don't worry about the chair. You just sit there and do your thing. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate that. I got yelled at on Twitter last night out of nowhere. What? Bullshit. Traveling back from the Berg with my tux prize possession secured. And the Wi-Fi on planes always kind of shoddy. You know, AJ? Kind of, you know, they come, they go. One flight attendant actually told me... uh, we're on an airplane. And then she just walks by. I was like, all right, yeah, I guess you're 100% right. So I upload, I refresh my Twitter feed, and then something had happened, I guess, in the last 15 minutes from the time I had service to when I got service again enough to load my Twitter feed. I guess NXT ran a recap of my interactions with Adam Cole and Triple H. I had a thousand wrestling people telling me I was the worst human on earth. I, I was literally just sitting on that plane, uploading my Twitter, and then my mentions just go, you're the biggest douchebag. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I thought Billy Tubes, I thought Billy Tubes re-algorithmed the video to get back into people's time. Like, I, I thought people were seeing the video for the first time or whatever. They aired it on NXT last night. I got attacked, I guess. Uh, and boy, that's a wild scene. Do you ever use Twitter, AJ? You, I feel like you never get on Twitter. You have no idea what I just said there. I look no, I I look at Twitter a decent amount. That's how I kind of find my news. That's what I it, it puts everything in one place for me and pulls it together. So that's the main thing. I read a lot of stuff on Twitter, but I don't. I'm not very active. I would say. I think you would be good on you would be good on Twitter. I don't think so, man. Whatever. If anything, I've ever thought like, oh, I should put something out. Nope, it never happens. <laughs> that's what Zito does too. That's a lot of people's problem. That a lot of people don't have the confidence to pull the trigger on. You gotta like Zito has. <laughs> Take your hacks, yeah. baby. Zito probably has a thousand to two thousand sitting in his drafts that would do very well, but he doesn't pull I got the trigger. One, he does. We had to like, like it, it's literally a conversation where more than two of us have to go. Zito, put that out. Like Zito, put it out, and Zito's like, ah, maybe tomorrow or something like that. It's like, no, put it out. Like that's a part of, like the purpose of Twitter is to tweet. I, I remember when I was tweeting earlier, uh, Billy. We'll ask you about the algorithms here in a second. The, when I was tweeting in my young career, people would tweet me and say, you're tweeting too much? It's like, yo, that's a fucking, hey, hey hate to break to you. This is what fucking Twitter is. Like, these yeah, are why all do you have an account? If you say I tweet too much, why do you have an account? Isn't that what we're doing here? Hey, this is what this is. But that's what Twitter is. You know, it's so fast-paced. You got to get in there. You kind of got to understand the landscape. Uh, speaking of landscape, I literally thought you re-algorithmed that video last night with the amount of hate I was getting from wrestling people, Billy. Oh, oh no, I, I changed the tags on the back. Yeah, no, it, it got kicked back up. Oh, oh, so you did. did do that. Oh, because- Billy just, I'm on a plane. I'm living my life. You know what I mean? And Billy's just like, hold on. Let's fucking throw in a little curveball into this guy's happiness here. Let's get people to attack him. And USA, WD, NXT, mm-hmm. every Wednesday, 8 o'clock, they ran it in the middle of that as well. So not only is Billy coming against me, but then out of nowhere, literally had no clue what was happening. Did not know it was happening. Probably would have watched if I knew it was happening and tweeted alongside of it. Anyway, it just started. So I didn't know you, uh, you tag-teamed me 
uh, with the NXT there, Billy. I really appreciate it. I was actually watching NXT and I saw them run the package and I was like, oh, all right, let's let's go at it. See, that's why you got Billy Tubes in the office <laughs> wow. right there. I appreciate you, Bill. I appreciate you, Bill. baby, Bill. I appreciate you too, Bill. More than all the rest of the boys. Thanks, AJ. I'm coming over for dinner tonight, right? Can't wait. Cool. Yep. Oh, shoot. I live in Indianapolis. <laughs> What's your deal? Why'd you just try to bury all of us in Billy's eyes for yourself? Good for yourself. I wasn't buried him. I just didn't want him to show up to my house. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is what the poll said, okay? So you win. What do you mean? You, you dominated in this poll. That's what I'm saying. So that's, I actually retweeted that poll because of the amount of people that were attacking me. I was like, you know what? Let's put it to the test then. 73-27, go to hell, Adam Cole. But the vocal minority, Stooges, mm -hmm. came at him. Came at me. And I didn't expect it, to be honest. I'm getting married in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want, Anything to do with wrestling, isn't that what you want? You just want attention one way or the other, good or bad. Does it, does it matter? I didn't sign up for that. Like you guys, <laughs> Sam Roberts, his whole role is getting hated on, isn't it? Yeah, but Sam like loves that. Like I'm not, I'm not in that. I'm not trying to be hated by humans. Like I like a happy, upbeat. Like hey, let's have. Like I like my Twitter being a positive place. Like I, I don't mind my mentions. Like going in there and just being like, hey, how's it going? Like I, I don't mind that. There are some people that love the drama, and I am not. I ain't about it. I ain't about because I like being on Twitter. I enjoy it. I'm on there a lot. It's where I get my news as well. It has gone very negative, it feels like. So it's been hard to kind of do that. But I feel like if you just got a toxic pit in your hand all day, probably going to affect you a little bit. So for me, I like my positive life. So every once in a while, whenever there's just a wave of people, douchebag, fuck you, asshole, Adam Cole should have shoved that mic up your ass, somebody tweeted me. I'm like, Come on, Jesus. Yes. I'm like, all right, I guess we get off of Twitter here for about 20, 30 minutes. But that's the way you go. Things go like that sometimes. Uh, NBA's back tonight, AJ. Um, have you bet? Oh, you're in Ohio. Okay. Oh, can't drive the, the border. Ohio you should drive to Indiana for the Spread the Love campaign with FanDuel right now. We got the Lakers at plus. It was 16 before the show. It may be 17 because we're only 698 away. Long. So we're at we're plus at, we're at plus eighteen mm. with thirteen seventy nine till we're at plus okay 19. so so we are Ooh. at plus eighteen we move the line <laughs> <laughs> we move the line from minus four to plus eighteen every twenty five hundred people that lock in on the spread the love campaign boom it goes up a point so we're at Lakers plus eighteen right now that should be free money for everybody we should keep hammering that though in all states that are legal of age and let's go ahead and just lock in some money tonight while we watch the Lakers and Clippers come back to basketball with twenty five cameras on the court with a gym that everybody thinks they're going to get wet in Hell I yeah. mean basketball is back and we're making money off of it we need you to join in with us that means we're up to well, 50,000 people who have uh, put a bet in on the Lakers and 2.75 million if everyone bet 50 bucks. How about that? Hey, how's that work though? So if you, if you can't do, if Ohio's, is Ohio not open for online betting? How does it work? Not know. today. Yeah, don't no. worry about it. You're out. Yeah, you so can, can you get a VPN? Can you do a VPN and oh, say I'm in, in Indy? I'm no, not sure. you can't I'm not sure that. I'm allowed to give that answer. Uh I don't know how to do that anyway. I've just heard it. I've heard other people say that. I, it shows up in my Twitter comments a lot because people, there's a lot of people that are like, man, I wish I could be a part of this free money in California or whatever. And then some super smart person will go in there and be like, bingo, bango, here's this, here's this, here's this. I don't know how any of it works. I don't know if it's legit either. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I have no idea. But if you are in a state where it's available, 
This is free money tonight. We just got a band together. 50,000 people on our team? Hell yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah, let's go. 1,400 more till we're at uh, plus 19. Here we go. That's awesome. You think it's a guaranteed win for the Lakers? Bro, we did this with the, the Colts and the Saints. And I think it was plus 59. I forget what it was. Plus 50-something. The Saints came out hot. hot. They were up like 60. 30. They were up 30 in like either the first quarter or the, the second quarter. And I was like, there's no fucking way we lose this. But I got a text from the Colts PR guy afterwards. And he was like, thought you were going to lose. That would have been bad. I'm like, you're telling fucking me. Like we, we were, but it was, I think we should win this. I think uh, we should, should win this. Yeah. But if we get that thing to plus 20, plus 25, yeah. now we're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Now we are playing mm-hmm. the game. Clips got what, a few guys out. LeBron's not going to let him lose by 20. It's free money, but we had to do it as a team. Still have to do it for a team. And we're asking hey, you to join time, us, AJ. Next time we get uh, Jet passing on, we need to ask him. I, yesterday I said, like, if you remember, I was like, do you think Manfred's going to try to make an example out of Joe Kelly? He's like, no, there's no reason for that. Okay. What, he gets suspended for 20% of the season? What's up, Eight Jet? games? Yeah, it would have been 22 games in a regular season. It's 13% of the season. And this is because Joe that, Kelly that threw face is awesome. a night. Awesome face. Go cry about it. Shut the fuck up. He said, <laughs> 96 Monar heat at somebody's head, which, by the way, captivated the internet, captivated the sports talk world. The MLB was the talking point on whether or not that was tradition in baseball. You fuck us over. We're going to bean you. You hit one of our guys. We'll hit one of your guys. The strike zone might not be the same exact every night. The umpire gets to do it. So for me, I thought the over suspension there is just another lack of self-awareness by Rob Manfred. And, and everybody said it. The internet was a buzz about it. Carabas from Barstool Covers Baseball said it. He got suspended mightily. And the Houston Astros, who got caught cheating, actually caught cheating, got suspended no games and actually got protected in this entire thing. And it's a, if he goes two, three games there, I think everybody's like, yeah, okay. I mean, he threw a, a, something, a projectile almost 100 miles an hour in another guy's face. I mean, okay, two, three games there. The, the extent of it, how big it is, it's just like, come on, dude. This is another dumb thing. And by the way, I might be wrong here. I think it was good for baseball. Like, I think a lot of people thought it was good for baseball great for baseball same thing like nascar why wrecks if nobody gets hurt are great for nascar too like even the the networks putting it on they understand what actually the best thing that nascar loves is after races when fight when racers go in they confront another guy and they get in a weird fist fight when one of them has a helmet on they still have the neck harness and then all the pit crew jumps in yeah like that's what people absolutely love but i guess joe kelly they they even said in that tweet it's because of what his his previous interactions he's had with batters he's thrown at people before so it's like in the nfl if you get your first time helmet to helmet you're going to get fined 25k your second time you might be 75 and they always just continue to to put more and more on top of it i think james harrison had like a seven hundred thousand dollar fine at one point that one season whenever they were trying to change football completely from james harrison style of football to the modern style of football and they might as well have just told james harrison and others that played similar to him i assume you were similar in uh the way you were taught playing football especially with the story about you ending kirk herbstreet's life basically mm-hmm. with your helmet to his jaw there was a couple guys there in that transition where everything they had been taught 
and everything that had made them all their money and everything that had put them in the NFL, they were told immediately overnight, you can't play like this anymore. Uh, if you do, you're going to get fined. You're going to get suspended. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Literally, you guys used to lead out of commercials with highlights of us. You got jacked up was the reason why we were the game. I mean, it was the sport. This is why we do it. Oh, well, not anymore. Going to have to get over it. And this is for the future of the game. Okay, we got uh, a lot of Karens and, and stuff like that trying not to play football anymore. Their kids will not play football anymore uh, because of that. So you have to change it. Those fines used to get so massive. James Harrison was just like playing for free basically for like three years. And you were you in the middle of that? Did you play in the middle of that era? And how difficult was that to go to the strike zone, heads up football, can't lay on top of the quarterback. Clay Matthews is still getting fucked by this. Can't go all the way on to quarterback. I mean, it was a wild time for you guys in that finding world. Well, I think it's the most difficult for probably safeties because they're they're running and hitting guys going full speed across the middle when it's not like just it's going to be a monster shot and you but you got to pick the right spot you got to hit him right in the chest or else they're going to give you a flag most likely I think it's toughest though on outside rushers if you're you're rushing the quarterback you know how difficult it is you may have 55 rushes in a game (laughs) and when you finally win one when the quarterback's still holding on to the ball you might get screwed and and get a penalty and take your sack away everything that gets you those big old contracts so it's toughest for them most likely but I I don't know I don't know if it's going to ever go back I don't think it'll ever go back to what it was but maybe they'll relax it a little bit on QBs. Let's go back to Joe Kelly, though. Joe Kelly proved this offseason at his house that he doesn't always have control of the ball. So mm-hmm. maybe he can say, you think I was aiming at that guy's head? Have you seen the video from this offseason where I broke a window at my house when I was trying to throw it down a bowling alley? You know what I mean? Like, I, I like this. I like what Joe Kelly did. Is he my favorite player? Him and Trevor Bauer, Power, Aaron, Tucker, Barnhart are probably battling for the top spot, yeah. but I love this guy even more, and I think he's getting screwed here. I think he's getting completely screwed here. Do you here. think it's going to? Do you think this big uh, suspension is going to make other teams not throw at the Astros? Like, is it going to work? I think so. So I guess long term, maybe it is a good idea because it won't get talked about. Now the commentators will talk about the Astros. I assume the first 15, 20 games of the oh, sixty yeah. game season, they'll talk about it. They'll mention it, and then maybe that'll fizzle out. And but if the, the networks. The networks may, might want to mention it, but you know Major League Baseball doesn't want the networks continuing to remind people about the whole Astro scandal. That was Diggs's big take. Diggs was like, they punished them so that the pitchers won't throw at them anymore, not only for safe reasons because it might, in their eyes, make baseball look bad. I disagree. We talked about it a lot. So it's I awesome. I actually liked it. I think everybody liked it. But every time that happens, you have to talk about what happened before. And to Diggs's point, that is very accurate. Like, well, it feels like that's potentially for a garbage can payback. And then all of a sudden now people are reminded of what happened. So maybe as an adult, Rob Manford made the right decision here. But it still feels like if you want three games in a 60-game season, that is still enough for people to be like, okay, listen, got to really got to calculate and be cerebral with these beans. We either want it or we don't here. And then it happens. It doesn't happen. It's still a decision to be made. But this is Rob Manfred's bed, and he has to sleep in it because he's the one who decided to scrape it under the rug anyways. You know, so this what if during the suspension, Joe Kelly's like, you know what? I'm pretty upset at the league. I'm going to go be – I'm going to be reckless. I'm going to go I go about town, go around, oh. cruise around. All of a sudden, gets infected with COVID, comes back to the squad. Even, what if that happens? That. That's, a, that's a little bit of a back. We well, heard. He's got a family. Hey, there are some rumors in the Scoopsy, in the Zeet Scoopsy oh. rumor mill about what happened with the Marlins. And it is salacious. Juicy. It is very Let's juicy. Let's hear it. Can't say it. Can't do it. Oh. 
Can I say it? But from the story that Zito, we haven't got it confirmed by somebody else. So Zito has a friend. Allegedly. Why don't you say allegedly? This is what we heard. We need a second source. Well, we need, this is very salacious. So, I mean, this is something that we should not. Two sources. But if it is what is being reported to Zito, which sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. So take that for however you want to take it. It is something the MLB could not have stopped. Like the MLB in their protocols and their guides and everything could not have stopped. It's just like players are going to do what players are going to do every once in a while. And you just got to hope hope that they choose not to, especially after this scare. So when that thing came out and said, oh, it's rumored that the Marlins went to have a little fun. I think Uh it said in a tweet. A little? (laughs) Zito, we don't know if it's accurate. (laughs) I like to do those comments. But the MLB did, what, each team gets assigned a uh, COVID guy to be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, no, I don't know no. how. If it's what we if it's what we were told it was, I don't know if there's going to be enough of a COVID counselor to get involved there to stop that whole thing. <laughs> drop I, it. I don't know. Guys. Drop it. You Separate. Where did you guys get this information? Zito. Zito source. It seems legit. It seems real legit. Hey, listen. The coronavirus compliance commander could have never stopped what this is allegedly to have happened, by the way. Not a lot of things could have Could have never. I don't know if he would have even known it was going down, but it is something that I assume the rest of the MLB is rather pissed off about because they probably had opportunities to do similar-like activities, and they've chosen not to. And since, you know, a couple guys potentially chose not to (laughs) adhere to that, and now the entire team gets affected. Now games are getting canceled. And, I mean, it was the day before NFL training camp. If the story is real, and we'll let somebody else report it. We'll let the internet report it, and then we'll talk about it. This mm-hmm. is, we have to report what happens on the internet. I'm not the person that breaks news. Nope. But it is – it almost fucked up a lot of things. It, yeah. it, it legit. Oh, it, yeah. Well, it's put the whole will be done. It was well, two now. Now two Phillies players tested positive. No. No, 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 no. No. Clubhouse guy and a coach. Two Phillies personnel. How'd they get it from the Marlins? We don't. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Because if it wasn't from the Marlins, are they potentially doing the same thing that we're hearing that the players (laughs) did? Uh oh. But now Phillies Blue Jays is postponed this weekend. They're not playing. Uh, Oh my Blue Jays, bro! If we know anything, we know that Rob Manford is going to make a good decision, (laughs) and also we know that this is a huge week in the can of dipping history. Well, last couple weeks. As they have finally launched the flavor of all flavors, wintergreen. People who chew tobacco need to get on with it. It ain't the thing to do anymore. All you're doing is hurting yourself and you're barely getting a buzz anymore. Mm -hmm. There are alternatives out there. Most of them have been shit. Welcome to your alternative. Welcome to your new lifestyle. Welcome to Wintergreen Canadips CBD pouches. And you can change your life for the better like our good friend at Ty Schmidt. Yeah, they're great. I love them. Wintergreen's just what I needed as well. Yeah, they have yeah. other great flavors. Okay, they have other great flavors, but the wintergreen flavor a lot of people grew up on with their smokeless tobacco. So, Canadips, they're CBD pouches that taste great. They make your body feel better. They give you the habit of chewing and spitting. Now they have the flavor of all flavors, wintergreen. As all you know in the Midwest, the guys out here uh, love grizzly long cut wintergreen. I don't know that. Uh, I honestly don't know if that's true or not, or if that's just a stereotype. I mean, a lot of people stereotypically true. Grizz, but well, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's what a lot of dudes do, good news. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in a spirit of being a better man, Canadips wants to challenge everyone to put down the bear, the grizzly bear, and pick up the Northern California wintergreen wonderland. Go to CanadipsCBD.com and use promo code LIPBOOMERS for 15% off everything on the site. And for a limited time only, Canadips will throw in a free tin of OG Kush with Ooh, every wintergreen wow. log, which is ordered with the promo code LIPBOOMERS. Life's too short to pack the backy. Grab a tin of Canada CBD wintergreen and hang a honker in front of the kids and wife and feel like a true hero. No more trips to the garage to sneak dip in sorrow. Liberate yourself and hang lip boomers with Canada CBD. Go to CanadipsCBD.com and use promo code lip boomers for 15% off. That's C-A-N-N-A-D-I-P-S-C-B-D.com. Promo code lip boomers. 15% off. It is a great alternative. It is, and oh, now yeah. wintergreen, great taste. Hey, great taste. And it makes you feel better. And they're giving you a free OG Kush tin. Let's go. Have a good time over there. And that comes from uh, that part of California where it grows all wheat. Mm-hmm. Humboldt County. Humboldt County, yeah. Shout out. Such. Is, that, is, is dip flavor like a regional thing? Is that a, is wintergreen a Midwest? And like, what is, what's out? What do they do nah, out west, I, I down south? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it, winter, it's just a big flavor. Mint, wintergreen, yeah. America. But oh, I would yeah. assume there's more people dipping in the Midwest than anywhere else. Probably. Uh, why? Why do you think that? East uh, farmers outside more. You're outside. You know what? I was walking through New York with Sam one time, and there was a couple in front of us. Young professional couple. They one had a suit on, one is uh, uh, dressed up. She was dressed up professional. He had a suit on. They were sharing a bottle, spitting while walking through New York City. I'd oh. never seen anything fucking like it before. That's I, 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 I stopped Sam and I was like, "Look at what's happening right in front of us right now." And he goes, and then he passes it over to her and she goes. Yeah, that's a little much. And then they, oh, I was so gross. mind that's blown. Love. Yeah, it's oh New York. I bet you the South would give the Midwest a run. Yeah, probably, for, for sure. Tours. Also, okay. Texas, too. Just Texas mm. in general. Just yeah. Texas, the, Oklahoma. The region of Texas. Yeah. So the middle of America, though, yeah. is where all the dipping is. Okay. Not, hey, I got a question, though, for Ty or, or any of the boys. Let's say you're dipping and you've been dipping for years and your lady comes to you and she says, hey, I want you to quit dipping. You're like, sorry, I can't do that. Not going to happen. She said, all right, you don't have to quit dipping. But if you continue, like every time you throw a dip in, I will throw a dip in as well. Would that make you quit? She couldn't hang. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's a dangerous game because guess what? You know what? Oh, you want to do that? I'm going to put three in then. We'll put it to the test immediately. And then when you start puking, you know, it's like, all right, see, so we're not going to do that again. <laughs> all right. You well, put one top shelf and bottom. Oh, yeah, do the pyramid. Oh. Two on the bottom, one up top. That's like when your old man makes you drink too much booze. When you get caught boozing, you just puke it all up. And, oh, I'll never do that again, will you? Yeah, I heard it? that happen. How'd that work? I heard that you? happen. No, not you. Oh, no, man. No, no, that happened, man. fucking booze bag. That happened. You have a mic. And I he, heard he that was, so much. That never happened? Your dad didn't make you drink a little bit extra one night because you came home maybe a little boozed up? <laughs> no, my dad's never done that. Oh! oh really? You wouldn't lie to your boss, would you? Uh, no, I would not. I have been offered a uh, full tin of dip to uh, throw in when I got caught dipping one time. Oh, okay. Uh, and did you put it in? Uh, no, I did not put it in. Smart. You, you you stop bitch. dipping. You little That's going to be the type of dad I'm going to be, by the way. Kid comes home drunk, sit down, bub. Playing a game of flip cup, you and me, rest of the night. I'm going. We're going full cups too. 
We'll see how much you want to drink in the morning, pal. <laughs> see once you puke out your entire innards how you feel about drinking. Are you cool guy now? Are you cool? By the way, you're going to school too. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Be Rust Belt Dad. Yeah, you're Rust Belt Dad. Rust Belt Dad. I'm drinking water, by the way. You're drinking beer mm-hmm. the entire time. Now nah, you got to put him under the table. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to at this point. It yeah. is. Alcohol kills me, AJ. It kills me now at this point. My body is the softest body of all time. I used to be able to do it and do it and do it well and do it again. Now I just can't do it, AJ. Just can't do it. Yeah. Hey, I understand more than anybody. How? That, when's the last time you were, like, truly hammered? Bachelor party. Bachelor party had a lot to drink. But that's, I mean, that's expected. It's a bachelor party. Golf outing. You also ate (laughs) 7,000 milligrams of THC. True. I think that was the more impressive feat. I I don't think that gets talked about enough. It doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> Foxy, Foxy gets mind blown whenever I'm a fucking. I've seen Pat do a lot of things, and I'm like, that's just Pat. Like, keep it moving. We're just so used but to when it. he inhales like an entire joint before a show or something, I'm just like, how? How? <laughs> I don't understand it. It makes no sense. There's been some big situations where I've been like, oh, this would be a lot. This would be a lot better story if I just fucking go ahead and take this bad boy down. It'd be like a 50 milligram or whatever, maybe a 20 milligram right before a massive thing. It's like, yeah, much better story. Let's go ahead and toss it in there. And then the entire time, Foxy's just watching through the camera, and he's just like, I don't know what the, I don't know how you're fucking doing this right now. It man. makes no sense. Yeah, there's there's functioning alcoholics. Pat is a thriving. Um, Go ahead. Vitamin taker. Yep. There you go. Well, you know, some things are for everybody else. Some things are just for me. You know, some <laughs> things are just for me. Like I would like to. You know, like I kind of. You know, it's a little game I'm playing, too. Like, everybody. It's maybe, unbelievable. Maybe that's why I don't get bored. Maybe that's why I don't get bored with things, because people don't even know. I'm battling right now. You don't even know what's going on up here. <laughs> there is an entire war zone going on, bro. That's why, yeah. I mean, hey, that's how you fight off boredom, I guess. If someone comes to you and tells you they're bored, you tell them, hey, I got something for you, pal. Listen, try to take down more milligrams than you did in your entire life. Just try to take down and then see if you can just go ahead and do it. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a good time. I never, so when I was training kicking balls in my backyard, I would obviously utilize vitamins because I thought it made me think deeper and I uh, like, you know, let me get the swing down a little bit. Never in a million years would I have ever done it for a game though. I guess there's guys that do it for games and stuff. And I'm oh like, yeah. You are a madman. There's people that drink before games. I mean, Josh Gordon. Nice. I heard David Faraday talk about some player he was talking to and the guy said, I figured out my problem. I practice drunk and I compete sober. And I've been competing terrible. So he's like, I'm like, well, okay, then you know the answer. You've got to compete drunk, too, then. I guess. <laughs> no, practice sober. I think that's <laughs> the right answer. But it is. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's in the groove. Like you said on your bachelor party weekend, mm-hmm. you ingested so many vitamins. Your golf game was on point. You were playing so well. Oh. Like maybe that's how a lot of people are with booze. Maybe my best round, actually, that I've ever had might have been the last day of that bachelor mm-hmm. party. It was very good. I felt like a real golfer. It was fun. It's a lot of fun. I could see why they enjoy it. It was like pin seeking, and I actually heard that sound in my head too because how far gone I was. Look at that coming down. And then every you had all those. You had fifteen pizzas that AQ ordered for everybody. Yeah, yeah, real hero, fucking hero. But I'd be standing over the ball. I'd be standing over the ball. I'm like, all right, man. It's been working so far, hasn't it? Yep. Well, let's not fucking overthink it here. Well, of course not. Let's just swing the shit out of it. Yeah. Wrong club. All right. Let's get another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a full it was a full breakdown of golf before every single shot, though, that I was going on. I was like, Jesus Christ. Maybe this is what Sergio Garcia is doing, that whole fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Is that the show? Are you coming to the wedding Saturday? I'm sorry, I have a, a previous oh, idea. What the fuck? Apologize. What the? Diggs is demanding an apology. Did you hear that? Apologize. Fuck. I did not hear him. Did you? Hey, did you put on the? I didn't see on the invites. Did you put uh, no kids allowed? Yeah, for sure. That's a good, that's a solid move. I, a move. If anyone, if there's anyone on the planet that doesn't want little kids screaming during while you're re- reading your vows, it's you. So I think that's a Am good I move. On your part. Hey, we're memorizing the vows. What are what are vows sound like? I don't think I've ever paid attention A-E-I-O-U. to that part of the I O U. And sometimes why? You knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I never paid attention to that part of the movie, though. What, what is it? What like, do you just like, memorize, say Did nice you write things. your own vows? Yeah, we're writing our own, but I mean, I've got ideas, but I don't know what they're supposed to be. Is this supposed to be funny? I love you. I always love you. No, not normally funny. Like, See, talk people about read their sit. vows. Talk about, uh, like, you're the wind to your, she's the wind to your sails. Yeah, listen to a Creed song. You'll okay. be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you could hire Scott Stapp. Is he playing your gonna change? I close my eyes. I begin to pray. Is that right? Yeah. In tears of joy. Stream down my face. the fucking baby then okay yeah. baby's small put him small. a little bit closer pal like you're catching a punt okay right. take it easy not like you're hugging get somebody was in. they get a lot of heat maybe i do right i promise to be arms wide open when we decide to procreate at one point mm-hmm. in the future whether it's near or far so wait you're gonna memorize them like people's vows that's something that it's okay for people to read i don't read dude <laughs> I I respect it. I don't. I I wouldn't want to either. I hate reading. I love. I think I have to write them down though. Sam said I have to write them down because there's like a vow book. that's like a memory thing, I guess. Something like that. I was like, well, cool. Somebody record it, and then I'll just write it down afterwards. Yeah, that's gonna move. She's like, no, it has to be in there. You can have Zeta scribe it for you. Oh, great. Fuck it. Maybe. Hey. Oh yeah. Oh, Mitch. 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 Mitch Vaz. Mitch, you've been. Hey, Mitch, you've been preparing for this, okay? Early, we would have never put you in this position. Ever. Never in a million years. But now, you watch that video back, and you hammer that thing, and somehow. Now, you got to get the tone in there too. Maybe all exclamation mm-hmm. points if it's a little, you know, excitable moment. What did you say? Did you just say what the uh, priest guy told you to say? Yeah, I just repeated what he uh, said. What did they say? I, I, tat, tat. Yeah, and I told him like, hey man, my brain is half dead, so you can only do one word at a time. So it took a very long time. I, I, I believe. I, I believe. believe. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that we. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. 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 It's just this. All right. Um, what is that from? U.S. Men's, U.S. Soccer. Come on. U.S. Men's soccer, and they stink so bad. I can't wait for Christian Pulisic to put that whole score yeah, on his back yeah, because yeah. that chant Woo! is the greatest oh, yeah. chant that I've ever heard. And I wish that we could actually believe that we would win with that team, which I believe is right around the corner because Christian Pulisic is the greatest footballer on planet Earth.
Hey, I don't. I I can't debate that. I don't know. I need to tune in and watch it. But I wanted you, when you were mentioning Mitt and Mitt's minutes. Don't you think right now Mitt could give you your first like three or four lines of your vows? Yeah, like, I think he could just free ball him off the top of his head. Yeah, Mitt. Let me know what you think I should say here. Why don't we get a good three lines? You think should be my oh, first three yes. vows? Mitt, pick up. Go, go, go ahead, Mitt. Go ahead, Mitt. Come on, Mitt. Come on, Mitt. Uh, oh no! You got it, dude. Just use your words. Come on, B Rabbit. I don't know, dude. I'm Say nervous, I love you. But on the surface, I look calm and ready to drop bombs. But I keep on forgetting what I wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's choking now. The time's now. Time's up. Over. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, he's on gravity. Whoa. Good luck out there, So I love you is a good start. Please. Keep going. You're gonna be a great dad, probably. That should be in the value. Say that yeah, to yeah. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, love you. <laughs> I love you. I'm gonna be a great dad. <laughs> I love you. You're, you're cool. You are a you're donkey. Cool. But you know I'm gonna be a great dad. Okay. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else? Oh, Let's fucking bring it home here with the romance. Here one go. more. Come on, line three. Fuck. Um, That's a good one. There you go. Let's fuck. <laughs> you got this, dude. Come on, Mitt. Come on, Mitt. You got it, Mitt. So drunk. This is so bad. Um, is that what you were going to say? Nah, no, say I just, I'm, I'm blanking. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been married before. Hey. Oh, hey. What are you, right, hey. You know? <laughs> hey, man, I think you're going to be a great husband. Yeah. <laughs> and a great dad. Oh, I'll be a great dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Sorry, and, Mitt. Sorry to put you on the spot. I thought you had something. They didn't. No, you did oh. not think that. You you put him in a terrible spot on purpose right there. Yeah. AJ, any final words here as I go into uh, my wedding weekend? No, I mean, I'm glad you're not nervous. There's no reason to be nervous. You're going to do great. You're going to perform up there. Like when you're doing your vows, I think you're going to get a, a few oh, chuckles. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, gonna, yeah. it's not supposed to be funny. Your nature, you will naturally throw in a, a few funny quips. But one thing I Quip. do tell, I have said to somebody, People are like, oh, what's the best day of your life? Oh, my wedding day is the, the best day of my life. Absolutely not. Then your marriage sucks, man. Like, my wedding day was not the best day of my life. Hopefully, you like the person enough to where it continues your relationship oh, grows. Oh, as you wow. Know, like, oh, every wow. next day is wow. the best day of your life. Let's go. If your wedding day is your best day, like, okay, then why am I getting married? It all is downhill from here. Clip no, it. You're, hey, I love that mindset. So if it sucks, I know, like, hey. This is supposed to be the worst day of my life, not the best day of my life. The best day of my life will be every single day I get to wake up next to my bride. Hell yeah! Samantha McAfee. There's so, your vows. So your wife's watching right now? Yep. Hey, my Jay. wife? Yeah. yeah. Not a chance. <laughs> she hates the show? No, she loves it, but she's, you know, she's got 4,000 things she's doing. She, yeah. she'll, she'll tune in. She's watched some uh, of them. She will. My parents uh, saw my parents last night, and they, they enjoy the show. Yeah, and my don't. mom's like, oh. Shut I'll tell you what, AJ, you get kind of funny after a couple of Cosmos and we watch at night. They watch it <laughs> oh, no. I love the pistols out there slamming Cosmos watching the show. No, I don't know. Pistol makes the Cosmos for her. I think he just hangs out and drinks Diet Mountain Dew. Gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen, that's what I need to do as a husband and a father one day is hang out, drink Mountain Dews, make Cosmos for Sam and watch my kid talk on the Internet in front of a fake bookcase. Hey, AJ, I can't thank you enough. We all wish you were coming this weekend we will see you next next week 
And uh, actually, we should get him on a couple of the Zooms next week. We're going to do some clips of like topical shit because sports are back next week. So I won't be doing any live shows because I'll be on, uh, obviously, my honeymoon and, and don't want to get divorced. But we're going to cut some clips each day from down there uh, via a Zoom call and a FaceTime and everything like that. You should get in there for sure. Yeah, let me know. And, and good luck. Congrats. Hope everything goes well. It'll be awesome. Thank you, man. All right. Well, to everybody that's watching... Hasn't happened yet. Oh. Hasn't happened yet. Oh. Oh. Getting on a plane yesterday, I actually told Foxy, what if all this is happening? I get here and get tucks, and uh, she gets asked, like, do you take this man to blah, blah, blah? And she goes, nah, and just walks <laughs> off. I'm like, I would obviously be devastated, but boy, what a fucking savage move that would be by her. <laughs> what a and moment. That would be a moment. So let's hope that doesn't happen. So that's why you guys hold your applause okay. until, you know. Okay. Golf class. Until next week. But to all the people that watch the show, we thank you so much. We are very lucky that you fucks with us on a daily basis. Uh, starting in September, we're going to have some changes to these shows, and they're going to only get better, bigger. Uh, and we're just trying to bring the absolute best content we possibly can. And the next time you see me, I'll be a married man probably. That's a lie because I'll be on my phone this weekend, so you probably see me there. But you get it. I'm getting married very soon, and I'm very thankful that all of us are going to experience it together. I love where my life is right now. I'm very, very lucky, and uh, cheers. You guys have the greatest week in your life. AJ, you're the best, man. You are. Thanks, man. Good Thanks luck. for can't doing the to, show. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Thanks for doing the show, by the way, the last couple of days. Very, very cool of you. Oh, it's fun. It was great. I, I love the chaos of it. It was, it was very fun. <laughs> well, and you don't suck. So I appreciate that because there are some names that get tossed at me for potential. And I go, uh, I'll just ask AJ. And they go, oh, no, it'd be no problem. We can get insert name here of guy that I hate. I'm like, nah, just can't do it. We'll get, you ever seen a jawline on AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk. Way to go there, Z. That's a great way to end it. That's the fucking show, baby. The greatest sports talk show on the internet From 1 to 2 Eastern Standard Time So come on down for a mental vacation With the boys on the two guys It's McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk AJ used to tackle quarterbacks And he's a rust belt kind of guy That's the punter of the decade for the 2010th Kicking piss missiles to the sky it's McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee and Hawk are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? The beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Subscribe to the Perfect Package and get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months for a limited time subscribers get two free gifts the shed travel bag which is a 39 dollars value and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscape boxer briefs wow get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code pat m at manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code pat m at manscape.com 20 percent off free shipping manscape.com and use code pat m your balls will thank you Thank <laughs> you.
All right, let's pivot back to Bubble World. The NHL has checked into their bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton. Joining us now from the bubble, a man who can be found in between the glass. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Pierre Maguire. Yeah! Beard, Pierre, you already got your playoff beard going, I see. I do, Pat. It's been uh, day four of quarantine. One more day to go, and I'm out of... Uh quarantine which is kind of neat okay so you check in there you got five days quarantine no matter who you are uh well the players only had four i had five because i didn't get here until after 12 o'clock on monday afternoon oh. so i'm in quarantine till tomorrow semantics they had to punish you they had to tax you a little bit you get here a little bit <laughs> earlier were you in the hotel that lost its air conditioning yesterday and how miserable was that well i was not in that hotel but our hotel did lose some air conditioning for a while but we had a fire alarm in our hotel pad so this is kind of a funny but interesting story as well uh i was told not to leave my room when i checked in by the healthcare professional well there's a fire alarm in the hotel what am i supposed to do stay in my room and i didn't have the credential to get back into the hotel which you have to have the credentials it's like your get out of jail free pass if you don't have it, you can't be in the bubble well you don't get your credential until you get out of quarantine so here i was outside the hotel proper inside the fencing though and they're like what are you doing? Where are you from? What, why aren't you uh, in possession of a credential? So I explained the whole thing, and then the guy recognized me. He says, I didn't recognize you with your beard. I now know who you are. You're welcome to come into the hotel. <laughs> oh, nice. What a pickle you were in. What time was that fire alarm? Was it like early morning fire alarm, or was it just basic? No. Okay. It was a 3 o'clock in the afternoon mountain time fire alarm. And believe it or not, I have a contracted radio show that I do every day in Montreal. Uh, for the radio station there, and they were hearing the, the fire alarm. They go, are you okay? I said, i got to get out, outside. I'll call you back when I'm done with this fire alarm. Who pulled it? Was it just a, a malfunction, or is there somebody in there trying to, you know, jostle some Jones or some Jaws a little bit? <laughs> well, you know, as a professional athlete, so from time to time, that stuff can happen. I'm not sure that's what happened in this case, though. Um, how is it? You, I guess you don't know because you've literally just been locked up in your room. I assume you've been talking to people, though, both in Toronto mm -hmm. and Edmonton. We just got off the phone with Terrence Ross, who's a sixth man for the Orlando Magic down in Orlando. And he talked about how, like, the fishing, the golfing, the pool, like, that was all very cool for the first couple of days. But obviously, guys got sick of it. But now their season's starting tonight, so it's not really going to matter. Time's going to pass quickly. We've seen a lot of video of NHL players, whether it's playing tennis on the day of the game, if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, let's not lose to the Flyers ever, but it was a practice game, whatever you got to do. There's golf simulators. There's some other stuff going on. What have you been hearing about the layout of the NHL and how they've done throughout this entire thing? Uh, I think the players and the coaches are blown away by the level of preparation, the attention to detail, and the professionalism of the National Hockey League and the NHLPA, the Players Association. No stone has been left unturned. Um, they're probably in the most secure area they could be in. Uh, they've got plenty of things to do. Uh, obviously, it's a pretty strict environment and will remain strict all the way to the end. So you're probably looking, if you're staying playing to the Stanley Cup final, you're probably looking at two months of this. But so far, everybody's had no problem with everything that's gone on. And I got to tell you, even though I've been in quarantine for two weeks before I got here, I had to get in quarantine uh, in my native province of Quebec in order to fly from a Canadian point city to another Canadian point city. I have no complaints. I've been treated unbelievably well by the hotel management, by the NHL 
and by my network at NBC. So uh, no complaints at all. I don't think anybody else has any either, Pat. We appreciate your sacrifice to get these games done. Tell the NHL players that you talk to that Stooges in Indianapolis, Indiana, appreciate what they're going through here. We, we talked. Well, there are a lot of Pittsburgh Penguin players that know about your uh, fandom and your, your respect for their organization. Okay. I got to oh. tell you this, Pat. There are a lot of hockey fans that contact me that watch your show and can't believe how much attention you're giving to hockey, and they're really grateful for that. So as a hockey person, I'm going to say thank you to you as well. Hey, no problem. Let those hockey people know that I'm from Hockey Town, okay? <laughs> I am from Hockey Town. Okay. I, I am from All right. uh, the food. We talked to Tan Tross of the NBA, and I didn't know this. We learned this on the conversation at the Grand Floridian, which I guess is a very, very, very nice hotel down there, the players, when they order food, they're paying for that food. Whenever they get drinks, they're paying for those drinks. For coffee, they're paying for those drinks. For some reason, I don't know why I had this in my head, and now it seems like that price tag would be astronomical. I thought it was like open tab, open bar wedding. Are you guys in the same situation where if you get food, you have to pay for it? Or is the NHL and the NBC kind of being like, we'll kind of offset the prices here? I think every team's responsible for their own catering. In terms of NBC, I get a per diem like everybody else that works for NBC. So I get a certain dollar value per day. It's kind of like when I was coaching in the league or playing, same kind of thing. You get a per diem. The long road trips were great, Pat, as you probably know. On football, they obviously don't have as many long trips, but you would two-week road trip, you'd get this massive envelope before you'd go on the road and you'd be like, ooh, found money, really good. <laughs> but uh, we're getting up. Everybody's getting a per diem that's working on the TV side. I think that each organization is responsible for their own catering on the, on the team side. Should I take anything into account that we lost to the Flyers in that game that didn't matter, or did that game not matter at all? Actually, I thought for the first 30 minutes, both teams were a little bit icy and a little bit rusty, and I thought as the game went along, both teams really improved. And, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. I, I think Philadelphia's a good team, and, and they deserve a lot of what's happened to them this year. Alan Vino. The head coach there has done a fantastic job with their group. They now play with a significant identity. They're a very good 200-foot team offensively, defensively, um, and, and really smart. But I wouldn't be too worried about the Penguins. I think with double trouble down the middle with Malkin and Crosby and the return of Jake Gensel, you got a team that's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams here. Double trouble in <laughs> hockey time. Pierre, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of the broadcasts yet, but I thought they did a great job blending the crowd noise in after the oh, goals yeah. and penalty calls and what. And they said uh, the the league has only used like twenty percent of their quote unquote bag of tricks for TV. Can you can you spill a little bit? Can you tell us a little bit of what they're hiding and what they're yet to reveal? I don't know what they're hiding, but I can tell you this: they've done a phenomenal job in terms of the in-house experience. I've I've watched the games that have been on television here from my room, and uh, you know, not having you know, 20,000 people in a building having to make it seem like there's a positive ambiance. I think the league has done a great job with that in terms of covering the seats up and the goal calls and the crowd noise. And I think it will only get enhanced and get better as we go along here. Um, but I don't know what other bells and whistles they have. I know on the production side, there are probably 50 cameras per uh, stadium. That's a much higher number than we usually have for a regular season game or even a playoff game. Um, outside of the Stanley Cup final. So that's a significant amount of cameras that will give you a, a different perspective from watching the game from different uh, angles, oh. which – I don't know if that's going to be good or bad. I hope they just stay with the hand cam, to be honest with you. Okay, so you're one of the guys that I'm going to have to battle with here then. So when <laughs> the stadium series happens, I think it's some of the best television in sports every single year. I, I think it is awesome. Even if there's yeah. a little snowfall, I mean, it's just cool. The throwback jerseys, the outside. I mean, it's like 
it's like you're watching a movie, basically. And what they have in that, because stadium, football stadium's a little bit bigger, they have a sky cam that goes down as they're taking uh, their shift or whatever. And I always yep. feel like me and the boys are going down flying V. I feel like I'm a part of it. It's good view. And then they kind of drop out, and then they go to that side shot. I always thought, why don't they have that in every single game? I think it's an awesome shot. And then Nick told me that the hockey purists hate it. Like like hockey, like super hockey fans absolutely hate it. Feels like you're one of those guys. Why are you one of those guys? Because I want the fans to know who the players are. And when you go to that upper uh, angle shot, they don't even know who the players are. Sometimes even the guys working the games don't know who the players are because the numbers are so jarble. Oh. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh Again, I think there's a fine way to do it. And by the way, Pat, I totally seed you on your point about the Winter Classic or the Stadium Series. I've done all those games, and, and the angles from that football Ooh. camera, the Sky Cam that you're talking about, are phenomenal. We don't, we're not using that right now. It's a different camera. It's at a much higher level. So it'll be interesting to see if they make an adjustment. But I do think that the league has done just an unbelievable job in trying to make this so friendly for the viewers at home. And hopefully those of us that are working on the shows can just enhance it that much more. No positive tests, I believe, going into the bubbles for um, anybody in the NHL. Incredible commitment by the entire league and everybody that's there. What is the testing policy? When you get out of this quarantine, what will your testing policy be? Every day, every other day, what will it be? So far, it's been every day. I've taken four uh, COVID-19 tests so far. My last one at my home was on last Friday. I got the results on Saturday so I could get on the plane Monday. As soon as I got here, I was given a COVID test. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today is Thursday. I'll have another one in about 40 minutes. And then I have one more tomorrow. And then I go three every five days after that. Did they stick that thing down your face, the whole thing? Well, there's there's two different <laughs> good question. Pat. There are two different ones. There's one that goes up your nose and they plug both nostrils, and another one where they take a tongue depressor, open up your throat, and go down your throat. And uh, I've had both so far, and um, neither one of them is particularly fun to go through. But they don't last very long. They don't last very long. I'll tell you that. Gloves, masks. What's everybody have to do whenever they're around? Uh, mass, mass for everybody. I haven't seen people with gloves on, uh, especially the only person I saw with gloves on when I checked in was a nurse um, downstairs who was giving us our tests before we were allowed into the hotel. They took your temperature before you got into the hotel. Uh, I haven't seen any other gloves on anybody else, but everybody's been wearing a mask once they leave their room. <sighs> Who's going to win, Pierre? Who's going to win? You know, there's so many teams that could possibly win this. And, and I'm looking at the West, and I'm watching Colorado play, and I'm saying, man, they're really good. I'm watching Edmonton play, and I'm going, man, they're really good. I'm watching Vegas uh, from before they went into the pause. I'm saying they're really good in the East. Look what Tampa did to Florida yesterday. I see Philadelphia and Pittsburgh being legitimate candidates. Washington put on a beatdown yesterday in Carolina. Um, and, and then I'm watching the Boston Bruins. I'm saying, man, these teams are good. This is going to be an amazing battle, Patrick. It really is. It's going to be so much fun to watch. It's going to be playoff hockey the entire time, right? I mean, this is going to be the yeah. best form of hockey, which is playoff hockey. Maybe the best form of sports. Playoff hockey is next level to watch with a stadium series like coverage. I mean, the NHL might grow legitimately two, threefold when it comes to a population of a fan base. This is big for the sport, big for the league. Well, we're really hoping you're bang on with that, and I believe you to be right. You know, the interesting thing, and you've been through it as a player, um, you worry about the quick turnaround after a four-month pause and getting to uh, intensity levels that these players are going to go to. What's the injury situation going to be? And that's where coaches have to be so smart in terms of managing their work-to-rest ratio when it comes to practice or even ice time for players 
during games, you're going to have to be really, really careful and really smart in terms of how you deploy your players. Pierre, I don't know this off the top of my head. Did, for injury reasons, stuff like that, did teams bring extra players that they are potentially secluding by themselves uh, and not being on the bench during games so that somebody does get hurt and they don't have it, they could come in? Are they getting- what a great question. Great question. The answer is yes, they did. They brought. They were allowed to bring 31 players. There are 52 people allowed in a traveling party. 31 of those 52 are players. Um, most teams brought three goalies. Some brought four. Uh, but there are extra players here in the, in the preseason or the pre-tournament games. Teams were allowed to dress two extra players, whether it was one defenseman and one forward or two forwards or two defensemen. You could dress extra players. But, uh, no, you, you still have to dress 20 and two so or sorry uh, 18 and two uh, 18 skaters two goalies but there will be reinforcements that will be available if injuries do happen does anybody need any replacement players <laughs> i need a guy with big biceps how about oh! 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 i'm pierre how about that guy right there i think i could play for some you got the guns pat you're the most uh, well-conditioned field goal kicker I've ever seen. Oh, I'm a punter, Pierre. Learn this uh. show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from the bubble in Edmonton, our favorite hockey guy with a great beard getting out of quarantine tomorrow, giving us the greatest hockey coverage in the history of hockey in this COVID Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Maguire. Love you, man. Yeah, Pierre! Woo! Thank you, Pierre. We appreciate you. Thank you, Pat. Take care of yourself. Be safe, everybody. You too. Stay safe up there. All right, all right, that's the show. If you're listening to this on Friday, feel free to send me a tweet saying, hey, man, good luck this weekend. If you're listening to this on Saturday, I'm currently in the middle of probably saying, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I probably won't say that because Sam will slap me if I was to make it into a mockery, but you get it. I'm saying yes to forever, either tomorrow or today. And uh, I'm pumped up, man. Let's get to it. From all of us to all of you, thank you so much. The end of Pod Squad are the fucking heroes in this entire thing. Going to do some merch specials next week while I'm on my honeymoon. I'll be tweeting them out. You know, just continue to enjoy this community we have, this team we have, this life that we're hopefully living together. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music. And I hope everybody has the greatest weekend of their lives. Because I'm hoping to do the same exact thing. Cheers.